Hey everyone, welcome back to the Westbridge Church Podcast. To learn more about Westbridge Church, including our service times, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com. This week's message comes from Pastor John McDougall, and we hope it encourages you to take your next step in your faith journey. Thanks again for being with us today. We're uh, today, as we really, it's a part two from last week. Of, as we look to 2023, road trip essential. Um, I, I am not a prophet, but I can. There is something that I know about your 2023, and it is this: there will be good days, but there will be some hard days as well. And as I thought about prepping us, equipping us from God's word. For those hard days, there was a truth that came to mind that, in a text that I thought, this is so good. It, what it does is create sweet sanity. In those moments that, that our perspective can go off, our attitude can get out of whack, and our souls can be all just just up in a tizzy. And so this is truth that, that you want to pack in your trunk as you think about, okay, in 2023, what am I going to need? What are the essentials that, that I'll need this year to maintain a life of worship and really sweet sanity, a uh, soul that's refreshed, and a, an attitude that's glorif- glorifying to the Lord. So, so that's where we're going. You may be thinking, John, I've already had my hard days. We're only a couple weeks into 2023, and I'm, I'm already feeling it. And um, if that's the case, I just pray today. This will be hope-giving to you and, and uplifting to you. I was thinking about the song that we're about to sing at the end of this message You've already won, which is just such a a good song. But it was written by Shane and Shane for the church in in the Ukraine. And even today, as we gather in relative peace, all of our lives compared, you contrast to the chaos and just the upheaval that the church there is feeling. It's it's uh, it it just struck me that that even today, twenty twenty three, all you have to do is go to a different part of the world, and you can be having a we're having a good day, they're having a really hard day. But then I thought about your life, and each one of you, each of us, it's almost like our life is its own mini-universe, and your day, really in the course of a day, we have its own mini-universe of ups and downs, don't we? And I I would say if we looked at each of our hearts, there's there's, um, areas of, of our lives that we're excited about, and they're good moments, but if you opened up our heart, there's also those hard things that we're going through. And so today my prayer is that this text would would just be an encouragement to you, a hope-giving reality. And what we're going to do is find, in, we're going to go to a letter in the New Testament and receive a clear direction or a command from God's Word that really shows us the route to go. But it raises a question, how? How do we live this way? And we're going to go into the Psalms, the songs of, uh, of Scripture, and discover one truth that I pray will just... Uh, You'll see it and then carry it with you for the rest of this year that will equip you to, to follow Christ, live a life of worship. So we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and, and dig into, um, and, and I'm calling this a road trip essential, and it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. If you would join me there. Road trip essential, it brought to mind a road trip recently where uh, I thought, hey, I had a to-do list to do, and I, one of them was to air up the tires on the car so we get good gas mileage. And so it, it was like a five to ten minute slot that I'd buzz down to Kroger, air up the tires to 40 PSI, we're good to go. 
So I pulled into the, where you get the air and uh, paid, and then I went to pick up the, the end of the hose, and somebody had cut it off. And so I say, ah, well, there's plenty of places to get air. And I went up to the, I had to drive by the vet. And so there's a gas station right by the vet in town. So I pulled in and there was a, on a white piece of paper written out of order by the air pump. So, ah, okay. Where should I get get, uh, air in town? Speedway, the most happening uh, uh, gas station in town. Surely they're good to go. So I pulled into Speedway and yes, it's, it's up and the thing was there. Hose hadn't been cut. Put my credit card in and credit card machines broken. <laughs> that, not a big deal at all, but my soul is getting tweaked. And just like, mm, now it's turning into like a 30 minute thing. I drive down by Kroger um, and like I'll pull into uh, Indy Lube. I need an oil change and they can air up the tires while they do that. So I pulled in behind two cars. Surely it'll move somewhat quickly, multitasking on the phone, sitting there for 10 minutes. Nobody's moving. Ah, back up. Drive out to uh, Walmart, the gas station there. They took care of me. It was all good. But that little thing of just filling up my tire tweaked my soul, um, irritated and frustrated. And it reminded me, our souls are so fragile, aren't they? And, and that was a little thing. And then you think about the big thing. And when you hit the hard moments of life, how do you maintain a life of worship and um, a life that's honoring to Christ? And in this text, God gives us, and I love the way he keeps it simple. These are short verses, I think, that we can pack with us. This is uh, 1 Thessalonians, a letter written from Paul to the church in Thessalonica. And uh, he was writing, really, the, focus, the theme of this letter is hope. The Lord is coming, so let that fill you with hope. But don't give up your day job. Keep serving him faithfully. And he, he's equipping us to faithfully follow Christ as we await his coming. But we get to chapter 5 where this text is located, and it's, he's, it's like a, a, a sticky note to-do list of things that you, you need for your journey. And I can't help but think if we were to ask Paul, like, man, you hit some hard days. How would you do it? H- how did you get through your life faithfully serving Christ through the heart? I think this would be one of the texts that, that he would point to. So verse 16, he says, Rejoice always. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So the the simple recalibrating truth or directive in this text is rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. And what jumps out to you as you read this text or as you reflect on it. It's the consistency with which we're to do these things, which are really, you could sum them up, it's worship, to live a life of worship. So this is our calling as we follow Christ. And just think about it. It's to live with a defiant joy, regardless of what's going on around us. Unstoppable prayer, keeping this conversation going. And it doesn't mean we stop and close our eyes and we're just doing nothing, but rather we're we're communing with him in a, a friend kind of way all day long, talking with him And then we're to give thanks or a gratitude that just doesn't stop, to give thanks in all circumstances. Notice he doesn't say for all circumstances, but in all circumstances. There's something that's driving our gratitude. Here God is revealing his will. And I think it's significant, he says, for this is God's will for you. So, I know some of us today are probably struggling with some big decisions uh, 
And I don't want to minimize those big decisions of life. And God is faithful to lead us through those things. But aren't you thankful that, that we know his will? For when we wake up every day of our lives, we know what God ha- wants for us that day, desires for us, and calls us to each day. The will of God is that we're rejoicing always, praying continually, giving thanks in all circumstances. And, and Paul puts that, for this is God's will for you. But it raises that question, how? You know, how are we to be living like this? Because, and, and how do we maintain emotional integrity when, when honestly I'm not feeling the joy or I don't feel like talking with the Lord right now. I feel like he's not being good to me I'm, uh, and I'm not feeling gratitude. How do we actually live this out when we hit the rough road? Those rough road moments where um, we, it's not easy and, and the circumstances of life seem to be conspiring against us and, and we wonder about the goodness of God and it's a tough stretch of road. How do we practice this when we're facing the very real effects of evil? I think of the church in, in the Ukraine or spiritual attack that we're, we all face in, a different, in different ways. Think about the effects of evil people and uh, people who are... We suffer the consequences of their decisions and sometimes for no fault of our own. How do we live this out when we're processing through the, uh, our own sinfulness? And sometimes the, the biggest thing that we know the biggest challenge for us all is our own depravity and those times we choose to be God of our life and we hurt the one who gave his life for us and and it is just disappointing, you know, and we confess our sin, he forgives us, but it can, can put us in a rut, can it, and mess with our soul, lead us to discouragement and despair, or how do we process just the, the ordinary trials of life that start to stack up against us and, and truly live this out? And I don't know about you, but this is one of those texts that you can kind of say, yeah, 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 I know it's true, or I know it's here, and I know it's God's will for me, but... I've tried it, and it just doesn't work in my life. And today, I just want to call us up out of that and just back to a renewed um, passion to see this as God's spoken word meant to be for the citizens of his kingdom in real time. This is God's desire, his will, and it is a possibility that you can face your day with a joy that's always and with a prayer that's continual, and with a gratitude that just won't stop. You say, how? Three words in the text. At the end of the text, it's in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, if you have received Him as Savior, He has empowered you to do this. Apart from Him, we can't, but with Him, we can. And you say, well, how? Through His Word, and through seeing a truth that that is a reality. And so, you say, okay, what's it mean to be in Christ Jesus, and, and in what way does that help me live this out? We could say many things, but today we're going to lock in on one truth found in the songs, specifically the songs of lament. The songs of lament are such a gift to us in that they help us live with emotional integrity. They are God's gift to us, giving voice to our pain. In the songs you read, and David is the author of several that we'll read, He's going through a hard time. He's suffering and experiencing evil, and he's venting to God. But at the end of each song of lament, what you find is a a word of hope or trust where he anchors his soul around a truth that allows him to rejoice, keep praying, and give thanks in all circumstances. So 
We're, we're going to look at three verses out of three songs and then uh, lock in on one truth. So as we read these verses, I encourage you to look for the one truth. And there's a common truth that will flow through these. Psalm 5, verses, uh, we'll read verse 11 is where we'll start. This is a lament. David's being messed with by some evil people. He ends it this way, verse 12. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor, with your grace, as with a shield. So you want to picture the shield of God's protective care around us, around him. Okay, Psalm 32.7. This is a song of confession. David's processing the, the disappointment with his own uh, sin, and he confesses his sin. He's celebrating forgiveness. But notice what he says right in the middle there, verse 7. You, speaking of the Lord, are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble, and our greatest trouble being our own uh, sinful tendency, and surround me with songs of deliverance. And so, um, beautiful picture of songs as families. And there were songs of hope, and, and this is one of those. And check this out. This is so good as we come to the truth that, that will help us rejoice, pray, give thanks. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people, both now and forevermore. So, did you see the truth that's common in all three of these texts? The, the, the truth to lock in on that will equip us to rejoice always, pray continually, keep thank, give thanks in all circumstances. Did you see it? The one word? It's the word surround and it's the truth. You in Christ are surrounded by omnipotence. Surrounded by the Lord. So as you look at your life, you hit that hard moment, the rough road moment. You're struggling and you know the directive is to rejoice, to pray, to talk to the Lord, give thanks. But why? Because right now I'm frustrated, right now I'm hurting, right now I don't feel like that and I'm struggling to see it. What do we see? What do we look at? Through the, the lens of Scripture, the eyes of faith, these songs give us these three pictures. The first one, Psalm 512, you are surrounded by a shield of God's protective care. So when evil comes and it feels like you are at the mercy of, of an evil world, evil circumstances, evil people, your own struggles... Here's the truth. God promises to surround you with his omnipotence, his providential care. Second, Psalm 32, when you're struggling through the hard moments of your own sinful decisions, and maybe even consequences out of that, or just frustration with your own self, you've received forgiveness, but how do you get up and go again? Psalm 32, 7, you are surrounded by songs of deliverance. I love the picture of a song has a way to get to our soul, doesn't it? You know, you start singing a song that you sang back when you were 16 years old, you know, in love with your sweetheart or whatever. All of a sudden, you're right there. The picture, God sings songs of deliverance over us. Songs. Um, you are surrounded by songs of deliverance. And then that third picture this has to do with those moments you're worried about the future. And I think that's a common worry. We all wonder, okay, I have enough today, but what about tomorrow? And in this world of lack, he says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. And what's the emphasis? It's temporal, both now and forevermore. Is the mountain of his omnipotence around you ever going to move? Nope. 
You are surrounded now and forevermore. Therefore, are you feeling it in your soul? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Talk to Him. He's there. Give thanks in all circumstances. And guys, this is truth. I, I was so thankful the Lord led us to this today because it, it feels like if there was, if this year, if I had just 52 things to say and, and then I was out, this is one of those I would want to say because it's, it's one of those that you come back to almost weekly, isn't it? Like you're just, ah, my, life, my soul is tweaked. What do I do? I'm struggling through a rough patch. I hit the hard road. And how precious a truth to come back and hear the Lord whisper, here's my will for you. you know, John, this is my will for you. Steve, man, shoulder out, this is my will for you. Rex Rosalie, my will for you today. Rejoice in this. Keep talking to me. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. You are in Christ. Say, but how? And then you just, you go look at these pictures again. I've got a shield around me. (laughs) He's got me. I trust you, Lord. I've got songs of deliverance that, that he's singing over me and that I can join in singing. And as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds my life. Not just today, but every day into the future. It's awesome, isn't it? Do you feel the sanity restoring power in this, the soul refreshing power, and the power to get up and get busy living again? You know, when our soul gets tweaked and our energy is drained and we're not close to Him, feeling the joy or grateful for anything, we're grumbling. There's no energy to do what He's called us to do. But when we recalibrate with this truth and see this reality, let's go get it, you know? Let's go again. And yeah, it's not what I hoped it would be or thought it would be or it's hard, but let's go. Let's go get it because he's got me surrounded by omnipotence. So to help us stick this truth, that we, we, God's given us the Old Testament stories to encourage us and they're visual. And so just relive quickly a moment in the life of Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 13 to 17. And I'll read this and if you could try to put yourself in his shoes He's being chased by the power of the day, a king, and he's hanging out in the city. Here's how the story goes. Verse 13. The king says, go find out where he, Elisha, is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. And the report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there, and they went by night and they surrounded the city. So there's that picture of they're surrounded. Uh Uh-oh. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. And the servant's like, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? And the prophet says, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So he's seeing something this other guy is not seeing. And so what's Elisha do? He prays, open his eyes, Lord, that he may see And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and the hills, saw the hills full of chariots and uh, uh, horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Isn't that a great picture? (laughs) And what gave Elisha the confidence to, like, I'm not worried in this situation. He saw the invisible He saw by faith, and he saw what what God helps us see through his word today. We are surrounded. The armies of heaven 
surrounding us. What a gift. As we set out for 2023, yes, there'll be good days. Yes, there'll be some tough days. But this I know. I am surrounded by omnipotence. So as you track that word surround through Scripture, you do hit a, a point where it's a sobering and startling moment where there was someone who lived a perfect life but was not surrounded by the protection of, of God, but rather uh, surrounded by evil. And it's in Psalm 22, verse 11 is where we'll begin reading. But Psalm 22 is a psalm written by David, but it's called a messianic psalm, meaning the Holy Spirit led David to write this, but it's fulfilled completely in the life of Christ. So this would be fulfilled hundreds of years later we actually would know what Jesus was feeling emotionally on the cross through the word of God that had been written by David in this moment. And notice how he's feeling, our Lord, as he takes our sin to the cross. He's praying, David in verse 11, Do not be far from me, for trouble is, is near and there is no one to help. Many bowls surround me. Strong bowls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water and my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like potsherd and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs, what's the word? Surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display and people stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Jesus was surrounded by evil. And for a time, while he took our sin to the cross and died in our place for our guilt. He was not surrounded by his father's care. And he suffered the absence of the father so that we might experience the presence of God's grace forever. And today as we celebrate this year, 57 years of following Jesus together, I we just come back to the sweet, sweet, simple reality that we have been loved with a love that has no measure. When Jesus came to earth, he took our, he lived the perfect life, took on humanity, took our sin to the cross, and um, was willing to be encircled by um, hell so that we might be encircled by grace, that we might be surrounded by his loving care, his omnipotence, so that we might have reason to rejoice always, so that we could pray continually, have a right relationship with God, and so that we could have reason to give thank it, thanks in every circumstance. And today, our hearts, if you know Him, and that would be the question, do you know Christ? Have you received Him as your Savior? And if not, His invitation is open to you today to step into the, His kingdom, to be, one of his, to be a child of God. We do that through faith and receiving uh, what he did for us on the cross is our own and trusting him as our savior. And I'd invite you into that. Or if you haven't yet, would love to talk with you about that. But if 
you have trusted Christ, I would ask, are you treasuring him, um, citizen of his kingdom, and walking in the joy of, of knowing him? I love the prayer that Elisha prays, and as, as I was thinking about that prayer that he prayed for his servant, God, would you open his eyes? I was thinking about the prayer that Paul prays in Ephesians 1 for that church in Ephesus where he says, would you open their eyes to see the hope they have and the power that's available? And then I was thinking about how we can help each other out, you know? And if you're in a strong spot, you're in good, good roads, um, how do we help each other? And I love this prayer, of, Lord, would you open the eyes of my loved one? or my friend, or my brother or sister that's going through a tough time, and help them see that, that they are surrounded by omnipotence. <laughs> or maybe it's your child, you know, and they're new, new to the journey and scared about whatever, and just like, God, would you help them see and pray that? And I would like to just pray, lead us in a prayer, kind of like that today for each other, and as we wrap up. But Father, we thank you so much for your word to us today, and just the sweet simplicity of, of seeing your will, to rejoice in you and to keep talking. And um, thank you for this relationship that we enjoy with you. And, and then to give thanks in all circumstances, knowing that you are working all things for our good and your glory. And Lord, I, um, we confess that it's hard to do this. Our souls are easily tweaked, but I thank you for this truth. And I just pray that you would help all of us today see it a little clearer and I pray especially for the person that's really struggling this morning to, to see it, that, uh, that you would open their eyes to the reality that they are surrounded by your providential care and your, your omnipotence and help them rege- uh, rest and rejoice in that today. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for just this time together. We thank you for these 57 years of following you and just pray that you would help us to stay faithful until you come or you call us home. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk and believe it would be helpful for others, please be sure to subscribe or share. To experience other messages or find helpful resources, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com.